0: And the best part? You can try it yourself with their 7-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's TV slash poppods to get 50% off your first month.
1: Mark Striegel. John Astronomy. The Talking Metal Podcast. Coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly. And now, your hosts... Mark and
2: John.
3: Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and we are here in Jersey City, the original stomping ground of Talking Metal with the original co-founder, co-host of Talking Metal, John Astronomy, how are you, man? Yo,
4: John Astronomy, checking in to Talking Metal. I'm doing great, I love you guys. I love Mark Striegel, and I love one of my best friends who I've known for years and years and years from my work in the
3: TV business. Mike Marco is here hanging with us. Mike, how are you, man? I'm happy to be on with you. Absolutely. Have you been on the podcast before? Never, was... but first really? time. Wow, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> we have known you a while, so I was yeah, thinking man. maybe a lot of our friends through the years have uh, popped onto the podcast here and there. So I'm glad you're finally joining us. And you have a history of, of music and television can you talk a little bit about that yeah sure
5: yeah absolutely uh, i worked for mtv for almost 12 years right from 2000 to 2011 yeah um when headbangers ball came back on the air in 2003 i mean i'm a i'm a lifelong. Was is that the jamie josta yeah the jamie that, josta, were you involved or,
3: with that uh, was, like I, I was doing that
5: right so when, when when the ball came back in 2003 i was working in the on-air promos department right, uh, a couple okay. floors up all right and you know we we had cameras and mics and all this stuff, so you're doing and we, promos
3: we were, and stuff for that. yeah.
5: Promos. I I did the promos and actually did. I was the voice. I was the voiceover for those promos. Oh wow! You know, cool. coming and, up next on the new Headbangers Ball. <laughs> right. Prepare to get your ass kicked. Right. You know, shit like that. And did and, they uh, pay
3: you extra for that?
5: They did. They were very generous and right. cool. I was uh, grateful for the entire experience. Absolutely. But you know, like a lot of people, like you guys too, growing up in um, you know in the late '80s, I watched the original Ball. When I was right. in high school, and, and then when I finally had a, and I loved it, when I had a chance to work for MTV, and it was came back on the air, I was like, how can I help? Yeah. And I, I, I got my hands,
3: you know, dirty and jumped right in with everything. We recently have hung out at numerous concerts. We saw you at The Cult recently in New Jersey and uh, Montclair, New Jersey, and Jeff Tate. Yeah. Doing Operation yeah. Mind Crime. Yeah, that great was, shows. It yeah. was, yeah. was a fun night, that Jeff Tate night. The Colt were awesome, too. Two great shows I've seen yet recently.
5: Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, I mean, like, you know, the new Queensryche, I don't really know a lot about what they're doing. And, and like, I've heard a couple songs, and it's cool, but right. to me, Jeff Tate, his voice is Queensryche. Yeah. I mean, that's just my own opinion. Yeah,
2: it is it, really opinion. tough. I mean, Todd
3: Latory, a great singer, sure. but yeah. even if he can't. Hit some of the high notes that he used to, which I thought that night he sounded really good. Yeah. Um, there is a color to his voice that no one can imitate, right. a- and that is Queen's right. Yeah, yeah. So definitive Queen's right. Right. So, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah, so, I love. I love Todd He's a great guy and great. it sure. does, does a great job with Queen's right. Yeah. He's got right. a
5: great voice, but right. like you know, hearing Jeff Tate do all of Operation Mindcrime. Yeah. And then a bunch of songs off of Empire. Yeah. You can't really beat that.
3: Yeah. And now Jeff Tate will be going out on the road, not playing anywhere in our North Jersey area, really, but he's going to do Rage for Order and Empire. Yeah, and, I'm there for that. And, 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 yeah, we got to figure that one out. He needs to come to North Jersey or, or, the, or New York City and do that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah but and that the cult great. show
5: it was, was spot on. Th- yeah. Those dudes, I, had in, I saw them open up for Metallica um, in, in, uh, on the Sonic Temple Tour and Justice Tour, and i got to tell you, the first time I saw them, I thought they were just okay because... Um, you know, Ian Asbury, his voice wasn't that good live, and I was kind of bummed out. Right. 30 years later, they fucking killed it yeah. at Montclair. And I was very, yeah, uh, Montclair, New Jersey. very, yeah. very pleased and super happy for the band and, you know,
3: all the fans, really. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And, again, we are hanging with the co-founder, the guy who, <laughs> who invented this shit with me. Uh, Thank John you. Astronomy. Thank you. You've been a little uh, MIA. Absolutely I'm sorry, angry, guys. Show, I, but you've been... M I A to the talking metal listeners, but not really, because you've been out on the road touring. I've been out on the road band, touring. And you guys have played everywhere.
4: I mean I was first off with Ace Freely playing all across the country. But your band then, I, then Yeah, my crazy band craze. like it was opening for Ace Really from New York to the Midwest to California to the northeast to the whole country. And uh, right. we had a great time. I thank all of the talking metal listeners who came out to see us.
3: Did you get any people saying, hey, I like talking to you? Uh, yeah,
4: absolutely, I did, Mark. And that's why we got to keep this strong. And you know what I'm really happy about tonight is I'm happy that we're here with Mike Marco because I always wanted to hear Maybe us he just— Maybe he can help
3: get us back on TV. If I could somehow
4: pull another the,
5: rabbit out of the hat, so to speak, but that would be my pleasure, and you guys are doing the good work, and I'm, I'm a fan
4: Thank of, you, of Mike. you guys
5: and friends, so— I appreciate that. Here's what I've been
4: wanting to happen for a long time. I wanted us to just sit down at a table, which we are tonight, and, quote, talk metal. And I knew that both of you guys have seen a lot of great shows, and some of them have overlapped. And I just thought talking about those shows would be something that our listeners would want to hear.
3: Our listeners also want to hear about you, John, though, because you started this with me. And... Just so everyone's clear, like, you went from working with Ace, and now you're opening up for him. Are you still doing work for him yes. too, or are you just out in the road opening up?
4: Things have uh, come full circle. So I am still uh, part of the Ace Fraley management, and so I do that. And then what was amazing is that Ace allowed my band, Like It, to open up for him. When I was tour managing, I could not do that. right, Because right, right, you right. got to... If you're so the you're, tour no, manager, you're not
3: doing the tour managing anymore, but you're still doing gym, like management. Correct.
4: So I'm doing uh, general management. Uh, I, I like to call it business management. Which, Got it. And it's been amazing. And during that tour, I do two different roles. I'm the guy from Like It. Actually, I do probably four different roles. I'm the guy from Like It. I'm the tour manager of Like It. Um, the VIP coordinator for Ace Frehley and uh, miscellaneous other stuff for Ace Frehley, so it's, it's just a, a great gig. Uh, don't and don't I start crying. It. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> okay. What's
3: that? I said, don't get choked up. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I might get choked up. I know.
5: I'd like to ask you a question, John. So you're you're a lifelong Kiss fan, is that, is that right? Correct. Correct. That's what I thought. So I mean, opening up for Ace Frehley is that just.
4: Uh, Obviously dream come true, but what's the crowds have been like? We first found out on our first few shows that you gotta win them over first. Of course. They see you and they're not sure yet if you guys are ace really fans. So what we learned quickly is that we gotta let the audience know we as a band like it are ace fans. And we want you to see Ace Freely as fast as you want to see Ace Really, but we wanna do our set. And we want you to enjoy our set, but we want you to know while you're enjoying that, that we're really fans. Now, the funny thing is that this had to be a plant and I think this was an inside thing from one of my guys, but some guy yelled Johnny O. Oh, you suck at a big concert. And I, like, I was like, how funny is that? It's very funny. Actually. Johnny O. So, oh, you suck. Yeah. Johnny O. Oh, you suck. So the entire audience. It sounds audience, like somebody from
3: uh, Berkeley or something. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, somebody
4: yeah. that knew me. We from were at the Paramount day, yeah. Theater in Long Island. Now, this is like a small arena. That wasn't and Rob
3: Valentino, was it? Was it? It, I, I, it could have been. It could have
4: been. No, I'm kidding. But, uh. I think it was a guy that was Jamie our singer's friend but and I think he was doing it as a joke but sadly there were towns where like when you stop a song right. there's right. cheering constantly going on okay but then there are towns where you stop a song and there's silence and so when one random guy in, like, a small <laughs> arena yells out, Johnny-O, you suck. Like, right, right. It freaks you out a little bit on stage. I'm like, what the Takes fuck? Takes you out of the I'm moment, like, yeah. 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 And then if you look back, there's a video on YouTube where I hit, like, three wrong notes at the beginning of a song. Uh, and I was, like, fucking startled for a second. And right. I go, the songs go, that 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 da, 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 da. da, da, da. Da, 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 da. Right. Like, and
3: I hit right. it wrong. Let's right. play that song right yeah. right now. What okay. is this?
4: It's called "Doing It" by.
3: Okay. And you got that like recorded? It. We can actually we have play a professional that. Professional version okay. of it. I
4: okay. will right, we'll play Doing it right it now on Talking. But like Battle. it on Talking Channel.
3: It's Mark Striegel here of Talking Metal. We are hanging out with Mike Marco and John Astronomy, the co-founder of Talking Metal, who now works with Ace Frehley and was recently touring with Ace Frehley. We just heard some music by John and his band, Like It. John, where's the best place people can get in touch with you uh, online? Like, you can download that for free, right? Correct. If you go to like-it-online.com, all of our stuff is up there for free. Right, awesome. And let's uh we're talking kiss we're talking ace let's hit some music right now mike are you a big kiss fan like how big a kiss fan are you
5: i'm a i'm, I'm a kiss fan yeah i wouldn't what, say i'm an
3: uber kiss fan but right. i
5: like kiss i like um i like their,
3: uh, their albums in the 70s of course right. what I can likes, we play I, I, what, I want you to pick a song to play right oh
5: now. oh man let's do um let's do cold gin
3: all right can't yeah, go man. wrong with this one cool Jersey City with Mike Marco and John Astronomy. Where are we, John? Hey, guys. We are at a
4: place called Bistro. Now, there's multiple places called Bistro in Jersey City. We are at the Bistro that is right outside of the Grove Street Path Station, and there's, like, multiple places in here. And I, I used to know all the names. There's one called the Wine Bar. That's where those people are. I'm pointing to my left. There's a regular bistro. There's a coffee shop. If you look around, it's kind of like the tile bar. There's tile on the walls, white tile. I call that the bathroom bar because it looks like bathroom tile. It is bathroom tile, yeah. (laughs) And guess what? There's a venue in the basement That has had some bands, and
3: apparently it sounds really really good,
4: and uh, maybe we'll see some gigs. Now, guess what, guys? I have something here that I pulled out of my bag, and it's a Like It Stay Alive CD.
3: Wow. I didn't know these were printed on CD. That's awesome. Yes. I brought it
4: for you, Mark. And guess what, Mike. I will get you one because I only brought
3: one with me. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and can these uh, be purchased anywhere? These can
4: be purchased at like-it-online.com. All right. Everyone should go to like, Buy a like copy. It, buy, Support the sold. guy
3: who founded this podcast. Thank you. Who wrote the original and they're only RSS like, feed. I think
4: they're $10. So um, you'll get a only CD. Only $10, it yeah.
3: It looks very cool. And it is And it's, it's a great professional great a,
4: product, right? Yeah. Doesn't it look good?
3: And we will have that link through the show notes on talkingmetal.com, talkingrock.net. Now, let, so let me tell you about it. It
4: starts out with the song, who My Way It was produced by Dan Grigsby, who's a great dude, with Jamie Ross. So Jamie's a singer like it. Dan is this guy that worked with Keith Richards, and uh, believe it or not, I think he was even on a John Lennon recording back in the day. He's a great dude. He's really, really good. And Jamie told him he wants it to sound like old Alice Cooper. So that's what happened. And then I credited myself as associate producer. All right. I just threw that in there as a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Fair enough. No, I really was. And uh, it features uh, Jamie on vocals and guitar, Dave Messenger on bass and vocals, Mike Lincoln on drums and vocals, and then me on guitar and vocals. Very and good. And then we also had a bunch of great students from the Institute of Audio Research where Captain T and Astronomy yeah, recorded. Yeah, John and I recorded uh, there a we're long time some ago. some great uh, vocals, and turned out to be a great project. I think it sounds great. It's one of my favorite recordings. And, Mark, you know these songs, and I have to say, I'm not even talking as a guy in Like It, as a fan of Like It. Me and you used to go see like it back yeah. in the day. Before I was in the band, we thought yeah. they were cool, right? Yep,
3: absolutely, definitely. And a long history with the band, definitely a historic band from the Lower East Side of Manhattan from back in the day, and great stuff, John. We encourage everyone to check the CD out. We will have it linked through today's show notes, and let's hit and let's hit some more music. And we'll come back and we talk hear with Mike. Like you want? The song? Uh, we can okay. do another like it song, yeah.
4: Okay, how about this? I'm sorry to do a lot of like it, but let's do this. It's a hybrid like it and other song, "Bump and Grind." It's called a derivative work. That means that we took another work, which was "Bump and Grind" by Wendy o. Williams right. which had a lot of Kiss influence, and we changed the lyrics, we changed the arrangement, and is uh, that legal?
3: Was that is that legal?
4: Technically, not. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, right. Now, here's the thing. We gotta like officially register it as a derivative work. We could just say it's a cover, right, right, and then deal with it that way. But I think we put so much into the song that it merits us doing it the right way and going to the original publishers and talking to them about making it a derivative work. Which is right. why a lot of people you ask, why isn't this on like iTunes yet?
3: That's why. So you got to buy the CD. You gotta, yeah, you got to buy the this. CD yeah. if you so want. So we encourage everyone to do that. Let's check it out right now. The song again is called Bump and Grind. You got it. Here on Talking Metal. Mark Striegel, that was "Bump and Grind" by Like It here on Talking Metal. We're hanging with John Astronomy, the co-founder of Talking Metal, and Mike Marco. Mike, you work at MTV for quite some time. Any crazy stories? Like, what's the craziest rock star encounter you had, or just it doesn't have to be crazy? The coolest rock star in, encounter? Like, any memories you can share from us that really stand out from that? it? Doesn't have to be heavy metal. It can be anything, rock.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean the the, the Probably like the, like the dream come true. Like, like as a fan, um, I got to work with uh, um, Metallica in 2003. Wow. Cool. Um, during uh, um, it was the MTV Icon when they were the MTV Icon that year. Right. And um, I was working in the on-air promos department at MTV, and they were, and they were taking um, uh, pitches from from everyone in the department of what 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 they should do for. MTV Icon Metallica, and, my, and at that time I was just literally a up-and-coming creative in the department, like an associate producer. And a buddy of mine, Keith Matera, he was our, um, a line producer of ours. He's like, "Hey, you know, um, this year uh, Metallica is the icon." I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, I'm like, "Wow!" I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "You should, you should come up with some ideas." I'm like, "Who knows them better than you?" I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just a young." Guy in the department, he's like, nah.
3: He's like, he's like, fuck that. He's like, right. put stuff down. And they were really good at that, giving young people a chance to do something. They may have not paid them well, but they always gave you a chance to do cool stuff. And I had that. I had a lot of that type of stuff happen to me too. But that's Absolutely. amazing.
5: Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, long story short, um, I started. I sat in front of my computer. It was like the winter time, and the Icon Show was in like May or April. I started pounding out some ideas and. Uh, Submitted them and about a month later my friend Jerry Orlandi who worked in our department she's like hey she's like we're going to San Francisco. I'm like, what wow. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, Metallica picked your idea.
2: Wow. That's I was amazing. like, what? <laughs> and, yeah. I,
5: and so I got to meet James and Lars and Kirk, and I didn't know I knew Jason Newstead wasn't in the band right. anymore. And they got Rob Trujillo and I know him from Ozzy and Suicidal and Infectious Grooves, but right and I, you know, I'm a big Jason Newstead fan and I, yeah. I I loved him a lot but I got to we went to the um uh their headquarters HQ in, in San Rafael and they couldn't have been any cooler to me and our crew and and as a lifelong Metallica fan since I was a little kid I I was blown away by their
3: generosity. That's a great story. Just yeah, to man. hear that they, you know, were that cool cuz I could tell stories of people that I Worshipped and liked for so long, and I got to meet them, and they weren't so cool. Right? Um, no, it happens y- too, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's what you know. There's always that saying, "Never meet your idols," you know. Which I, which I, I, yeah. I get that now. Um, however, there have been a numerous people that I've got to meet that were cool. And I, just to talk about myself for a minute, I had a yeah. long career at VH1. My, my, one of my top moments was meeting uh, David Bowie and getting oh, to hang no with him. Cool. And he sat there and did an interview with my friend Bill Flanagan, who uh, I was working for. And uh, I saved all his cigarettes that he was smoking during the interview, <laughs> and we have them to this day. No shit. And I believe, from what I understand, that his DNA is is on those cigarettes. So yeah. I think I have David Bowie's DNA. That's yeah. yeah, amazing, amazing. Was That's it? actually true. I have his cigarette butts, and uh, I don't know what we do with the. D- Can we make a David Bowie from that DNA? I
4: I think so. I think you According I think to a movie I watched with Will Smith called Gemini Man, you might be able to make another David Bowie from that. It's a like current movie out, Gemini Man. It's on, on demand.
3: <laughs> what was David Bowie like? Please
5: tell
3: me. Uh, he was guarded. He was... Um, aware when the camera was on and when it was off and i don't mean that in a bad way but yeah. but the coolness definitely went up a notch when when the camera was on he turned it on yeah. yeah and after the interview he was very concerned and hands-on with what we were doing david bowie legends he was worried that uh, and seemed very very uh nervous about how this is going to turn out and then we showed him the first cut and he was like, oh, you got this. You guys understand it. And he was like, send me the final cut. You know, he was, kind of but, but he didn't yeah, trust yeah, yeah. us, you know, from the get go. You know, he, he was a, a bit controlling until he saw, okay, these guys are going to, and girls, Mary Wharton was the producer, are going to do a good job. They get it. They get what I want. And, and I, I, uh, I think that speaks volumes about him as a performer and, and how he's worked with different producers and different musicians and. And he needs to trust you before, and when he does trust you, he's kind of he's kind of like, okay, go do your thing, you know. Definitely a bit of a control freak, but I think a lot of these. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say that because he was a control freak until he trusted us, and then he was not a control freak. Yeah.
5: So you mentioned like a cool experience, and and I have sort of an, a cool experience, but in the opposite direction. But it, it sort of became cool. It was rough at first. Um, First time I, I interviewed Phil Anselmo right, from yep. um, Pantera, Down, um, et cetera, his other 1,000 bands that he's in. And a uh, longtime Pantera fan, yeah. loved Down. And Down um, down 3 just came out, uh, Over the
3: Under. I like that album a me lot. Too. Yeah. Me
5: too, me uh, too, on March of Saints and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah,
3: that's a great song, man. and uh, so We played that recently on the podcast. Today. And we'll play it again today, yeah.
5: Oh, cool, nice. And, and so... I know he's a big boxing fan. Right. And, you know, the, the folks up at uh, Music and Talent up at MTV2 and Headbangers Ball, they're like, so what do you want to do with Down with Phil? And I pitched his idea. I was like, well, he loves boxing. Right. Why don't we get him down to an old school gym in New York City and have him train an up and coming amateur fighter? So I pitched his idea to the label. I'm like, but I said, like, look, like, the guy's not, he's not a real fighter. He's like an actor. He's my buddy. Right. And Phil came down to the gym along with, uh, Dave the Snake Sabo, who was managing him at the time, okay, yep, and and just the two of them came down, and he comes in, and he's like, and and I pitched my friend as the Anvil. His 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 fighter name was the Anvil. He goes, he was like, "Where's the Anvil? Where's the Anvil?" I'm right. like, "Yeah, he's getting ready." He's like, "No, no, no, man, bring me the Anvil. I, you, we got to get to work." And he he literally, and whether or not his label told him the guy wasn't an actual fighter. Or Phil's just a comedic genius, or, yeah. or and or both. It he ran my friend around this gym for like two hours, yeah. training him right. as an actual amateur fighter. And my friend was like a smoker. He's right. a comedian actually, yeah. but he was a big, tall dude, 6'2", right. 200 pounds. And right. it's kind of great. It's probably out there on the internet somewhere. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah,
3: I love that. Yeah.
5: yeah so that, but he he hated me.
2: Right.
3: He
5: hated my crew, and uh, when I wanted to talk to him about. D- down three over the under. He's like, he's like, I don't want to talk about that.
2: Right. I'm like, well,
5: I'm like, that's cool, man. But I think your fans might want to hear about that. So right. I sat him down. He finally agreed to it, like on the corner of the of the actual boxing ring. And he answered my questions, but he he really wanted to train my friend yeah, and teach him was, how to fight. Yeah, because you can tell he's a fighter. He knows he's a tough guy. He knows. Right. Uh, he, you t- tell by the the way he was. Boxing, he knew he knew his stuff.
3: Right on. Cool.
5: He he was an ornery, ornery dude. That's awesome. But then I met a couple years later, he was a sweetheart. Right. So you know. Yeah.
3: All right. Here's some down here on Talking Metal. here on Talking Metal in Jersey City, New Jersey, wrapping this show up. Uh, no Agenda podcast, just riffing it. And it's it's turning out Rocking good, I it. like it. Yeah, it's I'm like the old it's school, out good. it's old school. What are you drinking, what's your drink tonight, John? I
4: was drinking a drink that I made up. Cranberry juice and Hendrix Gin. Hendrix Gin, all right. Named like after Jimi Hendrix.
3: And Mike, what were you drinking tonight?
4: <laughs> I was drinking uh, Johnny Black on the Rocks uh, here good. at the bar.
5: And, and prior to that, at work, uh, at my work, we have the, we have um, it's called it's called beer clock on Fridays. Oh, I like and, it. And uh, my my boss and uh, coworker, he brought a um, a bottle of ten uh, year old Glenn Morangi scotch in. So I kinda, oh. I kind of ducked into that a little bit. So you nice. guys have been
3: going a while here. Yeah. I didn't start drinking doing, until I got here. And my
5: friend at work—they may have passed me the pen, if you know what I mean. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, all, it's, all
2: right. very, uh, it's all good. He, he's
4: doing a lot of artwork with that pen. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, anyway, I got a story, and I want you to, Mike, fill us in a little bit. Me and you went up to Connecticut, I think, and hung out with Zach Wild back we, in the day. We
5: absolutely did. This
4: of this? Is there footage of
3: this on YouTube? I think there is. There is,
5: yeah. 2007, 2006, I don't know. Zach Wild, he's doing an acoustic thing at a radio station in Hartford, Connecticut. Right. And MTV2's like, well, why don't we go up there and cover that? And Greg Kaplan, our buddy Greg, right. who worked Greg. for uh, MTV News and he was our camera guy in he got the time, Johnny jumped in with us, we took a van up to Hartford, <laughs> and Zach Wild played for like 50 radio uh, winners in in the in the radio station and it was him and his acoustic guitar and he played stillborn acoustic, he played uh, a couple, maybe an Ozzy tune but another black label tune for sure and he told stories in between about being on tour with Ozzy, about how he, uh, guitar techs of uh, friends of his used to work for Prince and it's like how you couldn't look at Prince, <laughs> you don't, don't look him in the eye, if you looked him in the eye things happened and, and Zach's like well if I don't look at you, how do I know what guitar you want to go out on stage? So he, was, he was very funny, as, as Zach is, and we had a ball, man. And he, and then, blast. And, and then, not to uh, wrap it up too quickly, but he literally said, "Everybody, after he was done, right. everybody here, meet me across the street at the bar." And I'm buying drinks for the next two hours. Right. Like, that's the type of guy Which is that Zach Wilde is. And, and We
4: got some photos. Yeah. We'll post a picture from that day. Yeah, it was great. On Documental. Your band, the Burn and Cry, won that event at BB King's when I was almost arrested at the end of the <laughs> night. Do you remember, did I ever tell you that? <laughs> no. And that no. might be
3: happening again
4: tonight. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I mean, close to that, We're we're not far from that I'm in the corner I got a couple of body I got a guy named Hank He's a big dude He's like watching me right now Making sure nobody comes at me
5: I think we're safe right now So that's good
4: But tell us about that event Gilbert Godfrey was there Joe Biscopo MC Light Who else was there? It was Gilbert Godfrey it It was three judges
5: Your friend
3: Rodney, the Burger Man?
5: It, it, was, it was, no, it was... Uh,
3: was um, Daryl McDaniels. Oh, Daryl McDaniels? That's it. Yeah, it. He's a good DMC. friend of mine, yeah. Exactly. DMC.
5: And they were the three judges. Yep. John's band played at B.B. King's. My band played. Who it was her... in your
3: band?
4: No, it was just me solo, and, but I had... It was John Astronomy was solo, all the way. And then I had Jamie and his wife as my, like, men in black, like, on the side.
3: Okay, all right. And,
4: and I, I don't think, uh, j- just to be fair... Yeah, they didn't play. We, they, they didn't play at all. They just handed me guitars and stuff. We
5: did not win. We came in second place. Oh, who, who won? I thought you won. We did. Well, we, I guess we won coming in second. We, we were we were all given um, One of the winners. Um, cameras at the time, d- digital cameras. Oh, I did not know that. Which is a very nice gift. And I, I got to meet Joe Piscobo and talk to Gilbert Gottfried, who's totally weird and awesome. And uh, But, yeah, that night we... we uh, I think we hung out
4: backstage and we had a few laughs. We, we had a great time. Now let me tell you what happened. You may not know this, so yeah, yeah. I had uh, two Randall stacks with me. I was only doing a one guitar. You gig. had your whole, you had your helmet yeah. on. You had, had the whole helmet, suit on, yep. space suit, and you, were, and, you were, and you were and you were fucking laying into it on stage. Thank you. Let me tell you what happened. I leave BB King's with my gear. I got four Marshall cabinets, but they were technically Randalls, but let's call them Marshalls. I got four heads, they're all in cases, cabinets are in cases, my clothes are in cases, open bar. Well, I have a driver who I hired because of that, because I wanted the hired driver to take me in my eight cases home, or how many of our cases there were. We go to the Lincoln Tunnel, which is near Times Square, and there's a checkpoint. I got a full cape on, silver cape similar to... You look great, by the way. That Thank ad, you. Thank you, Mike. A. Ace Freely Dynasty area, Cape. And then what happens is the police stop us. And then they arrest the driver who I didn't really know, but I hired him as a driver. And then they came to me and said, where's your license? And I said, well, I'm wearing a spacesuit with a silver cape and I don't have a license on me. I go, it's in that truck in one of those cases, so they said, unload them now. So in front of the entire backlog of Lincoln Tunnel people, I had to take out Marshall Stack's heads and find my license, which is in a pair of Levi's that were in one of those cases, I found it. Now I was under the influence of alcohol at the time.
5: I was too, uh, and and, you know, it it was a mess that night.
4: Yes. In a lot of good ways. I was heavily under the influence, and yet, the police told me to drive the vehicle, and I said, well, I'm not really sure that I can, because A, I'm under the influence, and B, I don't really drive. <laughs> so they said, that's okay. And then, I'm kidding. but I, I, I have a license. So I drove to Jersey from there, and then I realized once I got over the Lincoln Tunnel, I better take off the seven-inch heels. Because it's you Because you're in Jersey. And yeah, yeah. It stuff, doesn't it doesn't I took off the seven-inch Yeah. So I pulled over at um, a place called Dykes Lumber, which you might know. It's near Rutherford Steakhouse. Right, uh, you know where that is? Of course, I live in Hoboken. And it's right, uh, uh, right before the bridge in Hoboken, Freehocking. Yeah. Dykes Lumber. Yeah. So I pull over. My Dykes favorite lumber, lumber company. Take off the seven-inch platform shoes, which actually got stolen, by the way. Sad story. Anyway, and then I drove back to Jersey City. Park the van in the Target parking lot and then call the guy's girlfriend and said, Hi, I got a message for you. Your boyfriend, who I don't know, has been arrested. I'm going to leave the phone in the front seat of the van and he's in the Target parking lot. Have a great day. See you later. Well
3: on that note. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that shot. Epic story there, man. <laughs> let's uh let's wrap it up with some Zach Wilde. You mentioned a couple Zach Wilde songs. Uh, Stillborn, great song. Ozzy on, on vocals with him on that one, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but th- this one, I w- I, I want to get this to you because I right, have right, the right. recording from that day. It's okay. him
5: is an acoustic version of Stillborn, just him in oh, the Oh, Okay. And it's so it's so different
3: and awesome. And you like, have. Okay. I, I have do. A, um, I do. All right, yeah. Just say, you gotta send it to me before like Monday morning. Okay. Or we'll have to edit this. No, whole no, no. I got it. I got podcast.
5: it. Yeah. I got it in the vault, yeah, man. It's, okay. it's worth right. it. Okay. It's Zach's voice and his buttery acoustic guitar, man. All right. It's you really got cool. my email, right? StriggleMark yeah. at Gmail. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. So
3: send that to me. We'll end with that. Thanks Otherwise, for having me, boys. Otherwise, we Appreciate will it. Uh, edit this whole section out. Hey,
4: I just want to thank Mark Striegel. I'm going to thank Mike Marco. I want to thank all of my friends who are Talking Metal diehards. And Absolutely. thank you for being so cool to me. You make this worth it for me to keep on fucking trucking.
3: Fuck yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Here's a little Zach Wilde acoustic here on Talking Metal to take us out, courtesy of Mike Marco.
6: Blind me Erase what was Still wrong happy begun The feeling that was felt now didn't come Oh yeah I've waited here for you So very long Just a of a man Still born As I understand Oh yeah The feeling I once felt From now Didn't come Lord yeah I've waited here for you For so very long very long 106.9
3: 106.9 WCCC. We are at Planet of the Sound Studios in downtown Hartford. You just heard Stillborn from Zach Wilde and Black Label Society. Sounding awesome yeah, as always. Let's hear it for Zach Wilde. This session has been brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. I also want to thank Miles and Sharon Mangino and Dan Scopino from Planet of the Sound. Thanks to Agave Grill, Ovation Guitars, Fluffer, Rex, the whole crew, Guitar Center. want to thank everyone. For listening to The Rock, 106.9 WCCC.